Do you like country music? Head down to Morris, Manitoba July 25th, 26th, and 27th for the Howl at the Moon Festival. This year's festival features a number of high-profile acts, including Lone Star, Emerson Drive, and Dean Brody, as well as a host of local Manitoba artists such as Greg Arcade, Franny Klein, Aaron Starr, Chris Michael, and many, many more. The festival started as an event to bring a huge opportunity to local Manitoba artists by having everyone sharing a huge bill, and it's only grown since its inception. There will be shuttle buses from various locations if you can't drive, there's camping, day passes are available, weekend-long festival passes are available, and a lot more. You can find tickets and more information at howlatthemoonfest.com, and be sure to follow the festival on Facebook or Instagram. Hey everyone! This is my interview with Danny Hacking of nightmare-inducing psychedelic quartet Holy Void. We talk about their upcoming LP on Transistor 66 Records, about spooky songs, that elusive Winnipeg sound, and much, much more. Holy Void isn't the only great band on Transistor 66. The label has been incredibly supportive of the podcast, and their catalog is so deep and so awesome that, you know, I've been going through my, my local CD collection, my collection of albums by local bands, and the number of Transistor 66 releases that I have in my collection is incredible. Uh, I didn't realize it until I sort of looked at the spines of all the CDs lined up in a row, and that red and black and white logo is there a lot. They've been releasing some of the best music in Winnipeg and across the prairies and beyond uh, for years now, and I just want to thank them for doing what they're doing and finding interesting bands in Winnipeg, including many past Witch Please guests like Paige Drobot, like Black Cloud. It just seems like that label is a mark of excellence where you know if they're putting something out that it's going to be good. To hear more of the awesome releases that they have in their catalog, check out Transistor66.com. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre, Winnipeg's premier concert and event venue. If you want to find out all the great shows they have coming up, go to myparktheater.com. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Please Radio. I'm in the exchange in, uh, what is this? It's not a warehouse. It's like a, it's a, like it's a, a heritage building, maybe? Is it? I, I think it is a heritage building. Okay. Well, I shouldn't say that. But it's, it looks it might like be. It. It, might, it looks like it could be, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this, yeah, this is a building I've actually never been in. It's weird because I, I must have been past it like a thousand times yeah. over the years. And I didn't really, really even think about what was inside. But you have a nice little uh, setup here. Massive. Yeah, we have a massive jam space that we share with a couple of bands. So you are the only representative of your band here today. I am. But normally you're a four-piece, right? <laughs> we are a four-piece. Okay, so, so if you, have... you want to introduce yourself and then sure. you know, and the, and the band, and then we can sure. sort of go from I'll, there. I'll let, I'll let you know what, what their excuses are. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, here. sure. Uh, so I'm Danny. I'm, uh, I play bass and uh, kind of help write some of the songs. Okay. Um, and then we have Kyle, who plays drums, and he couldn't make it here because he's working until 11 o'clock, so... That's fair. That seems like a legit reason, right? That's fair, yeah. I would agree. 
then we have Michael, uh, Michael Henderson Castle. He plays guitar, and I think some. Uh, he plays some synth on the on the on the on, the, on our record. Okay. And he is, I think, still tree planting. So that's a legit. Also a legitimate excuse. That's yeah. That's a good, yeah. good reason. And um, then we have Grand Triple, who uh, plays guitar as well. Plays a lot of Moog and. Uh, also is kind of the producer of our of our records okay of all of them and uh he's actually taking a well-deserved vacation so cool so i think everyone so you get to be the spokesman i get to be the spokesman today and they all deservedly get to be off the hook cool cool for now for now for now yeah so i think maybe just to kind of i know you have a new record coming out and that's probably what we're going to talk about the most but just for some background you guys all sort of came from relatively well-known bands prior to this right like what's what's sort of the the lineage of, of the group well um michael and grant i'm not sure what grant started off with i think michael was in a band called calculus affair okay and then started a band called the catamounts with grant and uh graham and graham and andy from mahogany frog and they play really awesome surf rock music and then uh me and kyle uh We've played in multiple bands. We played in a band called The Hoots when we first kind of... We're from Selkirk, so we moved okay. to Winnipeg and uh, playing in that band with a bunch of high school friends. And then we uh, played in a band called Surprise Party with uh, right. Misha Dector and Jesse Workington. And uh, and then uh, kind of during that time, we uh, started playing with Grant and Michael. Okay. So, How long ago was that that this sort of became a unit? I think it's... I think we're almost at five years. Okay. okay. Or it could even be past five years at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure anymore. So it's like two halves of two different bands sort of combining, right? <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of funny. But I guess we've always kind of played, like me and Kyle have always played kind of more psychedelic rock music. Yeah. And they, they play like really cool 60s surf rock, which kind of lends itself to psychedelic rock. Yeah, it's not that much of a gap between the two, I guess, really. Yeah, right? exactly. You see a lot of surf, a lot of surfy stuff in, in psych rock and yeah. vice versa. So. And they kind of had a, they for a first. They actually kind of wrote out our entire first EP before even starting Holy Boy. They were kind of looking for just someone to kind of round out the group because they had these okay. songs together. And uh, yeah, me and Kyle have always kind of been into. We've we've always kind of we always really adored the the Catamounts. So when they were kind of looking for a backing band, we were like, yeah, let's get in. Kyle yeah, that, was Kyle cool. was really interested and. In I didn't. I wasn't sure if I was good enough because they're very technical, technically great musicians. Yeah. I couldn't be- believe how how great they were whenever I saw the Catamounts, and uh, and but Kyle just kind of like was like, "I'll be your drummer," and Daniel play bass, and they're like, "All right," <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and, and it worked out. Obviously, it worked out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so that's kind of the, the how it kind of started, and now and now here we are five years later. What kind of um. I mean, I know you said you're from Selkirk, right? But yeah. what kind of background kind of in the local music scene did you have as far as psych rock? Because it seems like there's a lot more bands in, incorporating psych elements now than there may have been maybe even 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Like, was there an existing scene for that when you first sort of got into it here? or There might have, like, there Like, people dabbled, bands, right? Yeah, like, well, and, and, like, there were bands that definitely, like, really inspired us. Like, Mahogany Frog's kind of always been yeah, right sure, out there sure. with, with their stuff. Um but back then, the Sisses were playing quite a bit. Sure, yeah, they good, yeah. had like Patrick Short had some incredible guitar tones, even some surf stuff too. Like yeah, some, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's there are quite a few like in that uh, that 
that record they released there's quite a few uh surf elements to to those to those records or to that record and yeah so i get like those are the two that come to mind right off the back right off the top of my head okay but um i'm sure there's other stuff as well uh that like maybe we, subconsciously like, kind of we, we grew up like like when me and Kyle lived in Selkirk and started playing in the in the hoots. Yeah. We grew up like uh, we saw Dig that had like the like the documentary of the Brian Jones time. Yeah, that's a cool and documentary. Dandy, yeah. And Dandy Warhol. So we saw that when we were in like grade ten. Like we all just kind of seen it. And we kind of and then we kind of like gravitated towards the Brian Jones time massacre and Dandy Warhols and kind of. Like a lot of those psychedelic rock bands. So when we first moved to Winnipeg, we were like really into like kind of the newer psych stuff that was coming up, like the Black Angels, uh, and the Black Lips, a lot of black bands. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. like a lot of bands like that. And uh, so, and, and we went, we also went to Austin to like see, like the what's called Levitation now. Okay. And saw a lot of awesome stuff. So that kind of built what we kind of I guess enjoyed in playing music kind of going out there and, and seeing all that in Austin. And that was before Surprise Party started, and that's kind of what like, okay. Surprise Party kind of gravitated towards that when we when we first started, and it kind of got more into it with uh, with Holy Void. Okay, okay, cool, cool. I, I, this, this might be just me, but uh, when I hear the word psych, I kind of think of it as, as I think of two separate things. I think of, um, you know, like those bands you were just mentioning, like Danny Warhols and stuff, which, you know, have psych elements, but also have a pretty good pop sensibility. Totally. And then I think of stuff that's just way out. Yeah. I don't even know if I know a whole lot of way out stuff. There's like, so you're more into the stuff that's more accessible? Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I really, like obviously, like, Pink Floyd quite a bit. And, yeah. And, like, the kind of more crazy <laughs> Beatles uh, records are awesome, and Beach Boys, uh, Rolling, even, like, the Rolling Stones yeah. record. Uh, but like I get like, and there's more stuff that I definitely should have already heard at this point that uh, I I've never <laughs> listened to. Like I know a lot of people like can yeah yeah or uh, like I I know some King Crimson can kind of be uh, and I've listened to some King Crimson because Jesse Workington was a huge fan that introduced us to them. But I I, I guess I've never gotten too too into kind of the old uh, older kind of like '70s stuff is yeah. place where that would be more. And uh, or like Grateful Dead, I've never listened to the Grateful Dead or anything, but uh, yeah, I guess you know we kind of gravitated towards kind of the newer stuff that was happening. I was kind of more influenced by uh, what Brian Jonestown was doing. In yeah, the early uh, the late nineties, I guess. What 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 is the appeal of that stuff for you? Like, what uh, I mean, because you're playing a band that's using some of those styles, right? You obviously, yeah. something clicks with you, right? And when you I don't it. know. And there was this one time where I was on tour with. We were on tour with, uh, it was our first ever tour with the Hoots and uh, Kyle threw on, it was a Black Angels record called Passover. Okay. And uh, it's like the, it was like the first song on it was called, it's called Young Man Dead or Young Dead Man. I think, I forget what, what it's, it's in that order. Those words are in the order. Yeah, yeah. It's in the, t- yeah. Yeah. I should know that. But, um, so we were like driving in through the, like through the Rocky Mountains listening to like that song and it just kind of like. I don't know. I just kind of fell in love with, like, I don't know. I just felt it was really badass in a way. Okay. Like just it was just kind of driving guitar and like kind of spooky vocals. Yeah. Like just kind of, like, I kind of wanted to emulate that ever since. Like it was, a, it was a kind of a unique feeling. I'm not sure I've ever really had. <laughs>
maybe a good word to use because listening to your stuff and especially the the, the, <laughs> the single that, that is out for the for the new record too. Right. I mean, it sounds it sounds spooky to me. And I, at first, I was like, maybe I'm just oh, because yeah. of the band name. I'm thinking it's gonna be spooky or something. But no, like uh, that, I think it's a good descriptor. Like, is that on purpose or is it just kind of how it comes out with you guys? I don't know if it's on purpose. Like, we do have like like our, our it's it's just kind of what what happens. I think I don't think we went like this record. It does sound kind of dark like are you talking were you referring to the song that came out recently with yeah there's the, one oh, with what? the like the super eight video yeah it might be the one i don't know i was listening on Bandcamp. you have like one oh, okay. song up from the new record on Bandcamp. that was that's i can't think of the title all the time but yeah yeah it was dark it, it might was, be yeah. wretched child yes yeah 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 i guess a lot of the songs are kind of dark but like not i don't know if we ever really planned for that it wasn't like a theme going into writing it we all like i kind of came to the record and it was kind of written over like two years. Like we were just we're kind of throwing each other songs, and it, and like I had I think I have two songs on the record. One of them's kind of it's bleak. Okay. <laughs> it's it's dark in its own way, but it's it's not necessarily like super like dark sounding. And then there's another song that like the it's gonna be the music video that we're releasing for Covered in Blood. That's I guess sounds like, dark. Yeah, it's dark. based on the title, right? Like <laughs> it's dark. And then there's just like some dark songs. I guess that. We were all kind of writing at the time, but it wasn't really an intentional theme that we were trying to come up with. It just kind of happened that way that we all kind of wrote these types of songs. Has that always been there, the, the darkness, like I in your other so. EPs and stuff? Like, uh, there, yeah, there, there's in our first EP we have some pretty. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say both, but it's kind of a theme. But I don't know if it's necessarily intentional. We right. do have some brighter songs too that like, are definitely not that that. Uh, depressing or dark on on on, on our other eps and yeah i'm sure this album has maybe one or two of that but um yeah but are they actually depressing or is it just kind of the tone of them because I mean, a lot of time you can have a bleak song that you know, lyrically isn't bleak right or or, or like it just has like certain notes that just give you a downer <clears throat> feeling right so uh i i can't speak to their songs sure yeah but i think mine sometimes have kind of depressing yeah, I, I kind of that's kind of kind of able to write about is just kind of dealing with that kind of stuff. Okay, okay. So you know, I, I I really couldn't speak to what what Grant or Michael write about lyrically, yeah. wise. Yeah. Well, do you think that you know with multiple writers in the band, do you think that there's kind of a distinct sound? I mean, obviously you know which ones you wrote yeah. and which ones they wrote, but do you think an outside listener could sort of peg, even if they don't know who's who's who's, like, oh, this is I this think is so. yeah. Like, well, you kind of like you'd have to know who we were. Like, I think if you knew us for like even a day, you yeah, could, like you could like pick it. Oh, that's one of Danny's songs. That's one of Grant's songs. That's one of Michael's songs. Okay, okay. Like, and, and we don't necessarily write songs together or like craft. Like, we don't just like. Although it's something that we've talked about doing recently, we might do it like if uh, with her. If we do another record after this, we've talked about just kind of like getting together somewhere for a night and just recording, like cool, a bunch of jams or whatever, and seeing like if we can make something out of that. But we, usually, when we write, and what we've always done is, is kind of just we'll have songs that we introduce, and Michael will have one, I'll have one, and sure. Grant will have one, and that's just kind of how it's always. So they're been. kind of fully formed. Yeah, and the rest of the people just they tend to be pretty formed. Like we might make some adjustments to them but it's it's mostly pretty carved out okay okay and is that like it's obviously works for you guys right like the, so the, far the and, but yeah I, i've always wanted to kind of try something like where where we do write a bunch of songs together and see what happens that's yeah. something that's I've, that i've always wanted to do with even other bands that i've never had the chance to do so i'm, I'm hopeful i'm hopeful that that's something that we do do in the in the future 
Have you always done it like that with your other bands too? Like, where yeah. you bring songs in? And, yeah. I don't know that I've ever written. Like, I, I I don't know if I've ever written a song. Like, usually when I introduce a song, it's all structured out and with other bands that I play in. Uh, and even before, it's, they're usually pretty much carved out. Cool. Maybe the I think when I was in the Hoots, we had a couple that we wrote, kind of, really, like bait. Ones. Right. Right. And like we we might have wrote a couple of those, like some of our earlier stuff then, but. Yeah, for the most part, it's just we kind of each member introduces their own tune and we uh, kind of make it our own from there. Cool. Is it full length? Uh, it's it still eight or nine songs. That sounds but like a full length. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of full lengths. Like, I don't know how people. I'm not sure what the cutoff want to do like 16 songs on a record, and it's like, man, that's like, like it, and that's good for them if they want to. <laughs> like that's sweet, but it's so long like i think like eight or nine songs is like a good length yeah. like half an hour and then you know then that's, that's well your that's other two releases are eps right like so those are yeah. obviously meant to be kind of shorter yeah exactly so this is more of a album yeah, yeah it's yeah it's i guess kind of double the songs that we've released before yeah. so yeah it's like a more of a album but it's it's not super super long so i don't think just well, I guess maybe, the style you're we'll playing get, too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But maybe we'll get there. Yeah. I mean, next one you got a 10-minute song or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, do, you th- do you think there's been a progression since the, that people can notice since the first EP to now? Like, I mean, has the sound changed I think considerably? So. Like, I think uh I mean, you before, hope there's a progression of some kind, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, before, I think we were pretty close to sounding like kind of like early, early Pink Floyd. Okay. And I, I don't know exactly what has progressed to now, but it's kind of, it is... It's kind of more raw and more dark, and like it's, like again, it's not super super intentional, but it's it's kind of like I, I feel like we we've kind of morphed really well. Like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like we've kind of like gelled a lot better over over the years. We've we like just a lot tighter? better. Yeah, it just it just sounds a lot more fluent. Okay. And I don't I don't like the, I don't know how like the I, I feel like this album's kind of more. Tethered, tethered together with the one that we're releasing it's like it, like it flows maybe a lot better than some of the like our EPs okay. have in the past is that intentional or is that just just I worked out I, I, I don't know it's, it's definitely not something like we've talked about doing okay. but it, yeah and I think that's something that we'll hopefully just continue to do like well, I think at some point like at some point it might be intentional and, and that yeah, might yeah. be a cool thing to do
when you say flows together though do you mean just like <clears throat> kind of sonically like song to song it, yeah it, it mesh better together yeah like listening back to what we've kind of what we're about to release it does kind of it's it sounds like like every song kind of like works going into the next one i guess it maybe grant who, who recorded it kind of he spent a ton of time we, we recorded it on like on reel to reel oh cool like, like it's it's recorded to tape and that's like all we we did to it so he spent a <laughs> like a ridiculous amount of time mixing it about, and stuff. Yeah. so i guess he, he he definitely put on a lot of work and figuring out the best flow and structure to it but it it it, it definitely uh shows like it's and yeah well it's interesting that you say that because i think that um a lot of albums now don't have that flow because people are not thinking about people consuming it mm-hmm. as a full album right i mean are you hoping people are going to sit down and listen to this be, start to finish or I, I think so i think you'd want like i i when i kind of heard it back for the first time like hearing it back we uh pressed it on on vinyl and hearing yeah. it back like from that like uh, I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear it from start, start to finish. Yeah, and I never really used to really like, like listening to. Usually, when I get an album back and like other bands, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to listen to it. Cause I, I, <laughs> I don't know. But I was excited to listen back to this one, and I, I, I hope other people when if, when they hear it that they'll kind of yeah. feel the same way and like consume it as a single piece. Yeah, so, and yeah. it's not it's not that long, so it's like like ha- listening it to it for half an hour. I think. Like yeah, it should be reasonable. To, yeah. yeah, but I mean, do you have to? Do you worry about that though? Because I mean, like, I, I definitely listen to music like that. I, I because I still listen to a lot of physical, mostly physical media. Yeah. So I'll put a record on and leave it on until I flip aside yeah. you know, or a tape or whatever. Right? But a lot of people, I mean, the majority I think now are just so kind of short attention span for for music. That's like, true. Does that affect anything about how you're sequencing it or anything? Or you just do? I don't think so. And I, I think the only reason for it, like why we don't think about it, because I think we all listen to to records all like we all like listen to records, yeah, all the way through. So I don't think that's something that we've ever really considered. You you do it how you want to listen to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's like like whenever I listen to an album, I usually put it on and just like listen to it start to finish. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Grant and Michael and definitely Kyle. Like I listen to vinyl with Kyle all the time. Yeah, and like I know. Grant has a record player. It's just kind of like when you kind of spend a lot of time listening to vinyl all the way through. It's you, I don't know. I don't, I've never really thought of just listening to it. It kind of makes me angry. Yeah. Like, like, like I get frustrated if, I, if, if I'm if i listening to like a song and then it's like a totally different song. Totally, yeah. And it doesn't flow, right? Like I, I barely have any playlists. I just listen to, to, to albums. Yeah. But so that, and I, I don't think, think that's we ever. Can, I don't think we ever can. Yeah, I, I which is so really weird, right? That. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> I guess. I, I never thought about maybe... But if uh, I don't like people will listen to to it however they want. They to they will to yeah it. yeah. And I guess it's out of your hands once it's there. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do do you think the stand, song standalone like work as standalone songs too though? Yeah. I like think you're, if someone some is picking very... song three or whatever. Yeah. They can totally. You know, and I like I think we're gonna have, like we have video out already for one of the songs and we have another video another two videos in the works and I think we want to get another one out for another one of the songs so I, I think it'll help to have that kind of visual yeah interpret yeah. like interpretation of all the songs to kind of help sell them and like our, our, the one that we have out right now is it's super like it's, it's uh michael filmed it on a super eight okay. camera and uh he lives out in roster and okay saskatchewan in the kind of the middle of nowhere and he, like full-time he, he lives out there uh, he has family. He has his family out there, so he spends like like the holidays. He'll spend okay, out there for okay. like a month or so. And so he's not commuting for the band, though, or anything, is he? Or no? Well, I, I think like he spends a lot of his summers, or I guess he kind of spends the end of summer and then the fall, and 
kind of leading into the holidays in Winnipeg. Like he has a lot of people here he likes to spend time with, and he, he likes to be able to do like he likes yeah. to do music. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he gets he likes to spend time as much time as he can also out with his family in, in Rostern. But he had like this idea to shoot. He had this video idea of a, a, a baby meat pie and a baby meat pie uh, yeah so basically i guess what he ended up filming was <laughs> uh he like a dude runs into or a dude and i guess and his girlfriend have a have a baby and then they like kind of raise the baby and he has like a, the, a clock and it looks, it looks like it was made in 1919 like okay. it looks super super ancient and it, it like the clock spins and then eventually like the baby's i guess big enough and they and the parents take the baby and it looks like they're about to kind of raise the baby and then they and it's and it's a doll like it's very okay. clearly a doll sure sure and they cut the baby into the doll into pieces <laughs> and then bakes it into a very nice looking pie like the pie baking part is very very detailed okay and then they put it in an oven and then and then i guess eat it but it's all done <laughs> like like there's like this abandoned house that he's actually actually kind of looked at uh, like that the guy like walks into so it looks like super a super barren like like no man's land place cool. where they make it it's, and it like this is a, I think one of the first things he's he's done with Super 8 and I can't like it turned out really really well and cool. we got a bunch of responses like like we got a bunch of comments on YouTube like people saying that they're having nightmares from watching it so that's a good sign right <laughs> something works <laughs> but we didn't we weren't expecting like any type of response from it at all like yeah. I don't even know how people really saw it Outside of like Winnipeg, but it was totally like people like that. That's awesome. Were, like from somewhere in the world that watched yeah. it, and like we were totally irritated by it. like it totally like bothered them. Yeah, <laughs> which is the album because we didn't expect that at all.
that kind of visual aesthetic a big part of, of presenting what it is you guys do? I think, well, I think... Like, does it help nice. people to kind of I like, think maybe so. grasp what you're, what you're trying to... I think so. And I, I just like... Meat pies and all? Yeah, we have... I think we all have... We have I, like, we, we come up with these songs and we have ideas for what we want, like, a music video to, to be for, yeah. you know? And it's cool to be able to actually get that represented. And we have, like, it's like only eight or eight or nine songs so like it's it's not i guess it's doable right it's you, doable yeah. yeah and we have we have some close friends who, who like to help out with that kind of stuff so we have a guy that we've always kind of uh collaborated with his name is delf and he's he's shot videos for us in the past and just, he actually uh took the photo that we we're using for our uh album really like for our our vinyl and is that our, that our photo CD? of you guys in front of that the church down there no that that photo is cool, it's a cool photo. <laughs> grant made that as a photo i i one day i was walking i was walking to uh the hospital uh, down on like on sherbrooke and yep. i was crossing the street and i was i passed the calvary temple yeah i saw like I, I don't know it's just like i saw like the calvary temple and i was like man that'd be so funny as Holy void. Holy void, and yeah. I just took a like I, I was like in the middle of the street, like in the intersection, which I never do. But yeah, I probably not a good idea. It was yeah. like five, five o'clock, and I took the, I took the picture of it and I sent it to uh, my buddy Jesse, Jesse Workington. Okay. And yeah. I was like, can you switch the Calvary Temple part to like the Holy Band Void? Name, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he did it, and it was, oh man, it looks so. It, was so it funny. looks super cool. Yeah. 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 So it's like that, that kind of works as our logo. The the photo that we're using is like a, a burning piano in, in a swamp. Okay. And uh, that's it's a pretty sweet photo. Sounds sounds cool. Yeah. 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 So when does the record actually come out? Um, I think right before we go on tour. So we're we're doing like a pre order of it on Bandcamp, and I think that's dropping tomorrow. Okay. And we go on tour. We're going out east to like Montreal, and that's going to come out on. Then the I guess we're gonna release it on the 30th or the 31st I should know this but I don't but it'll be one of those days I'm sure we'll have like a ad on Facebook yeah, that yeah. won't work and, uh, <laughs> like three people will see yeah, yeah. yeah and then we'll realize that we wasted a lot of money yeah and uh, and then we're going to try to sell a bunch on tour and hopefully sell some we're playing uh, Rainbow Trout when we get back cool and then we're doing our release show on the 24th of August so, okay yeah. and that's the release show here yeah that's at the Goodwill with Man Candy and uh, Black Cloud. That's a cool lineup. Who named their last album Void? They did, yeah, that's right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. Do you think that those bands kind of fit well with? I mean, they're they're obviously different, but like... yeah. Well, I like I played a band called Juniper Bush with Adrian. From oh, Black cool, Cloud. yeah, 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 yeah. So we kind of have a connection there, but yeah, like I've always liked like they're kind of bleak and depressing in their own right, yeah. even without any any vocals. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I like those guys. I think, I think that their music definitely really works for what we're kind of trying to do at our release, and we're good friends with Man Candy, and cool. just wanted to have them be part of that night. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. And it's coming out through uh, Transistor Sixty Six, right? Yeah, with the with the, the massive help of Art. Yeah. And uh, Rachel Tandem that recently joined together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy how how many bands like are all interconnected that are on yeah. that label. Like, I mean, it's it's. I, one, the good thing about it is I feel like it's a sign of it's going to be a good record. Like I, at this point, I have enough yeah, of their of, albums in my catalog, in my collection that like I, it's going to be probably good. I'm probably going to like it. Even and there's a whole variety of genres there, but like totally. he seems to be really good at picking 
Oh, yeah. And then everyone's in each other's bands. And he does it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a weird, and like, then, incestuous family thing going on, yeah. Yeah, and he, but they pick a lot of sweet out-of-town bands. Like yeah, Jim yeah. Tonic is a yeah. band that I recently saw that... Yeah, I had them on the from, show when they were in town, actually. Oh, you did? I interviewed them, yeah. yeah. In the food yeah. court of the mall, which was fun. Yeah. What mall? Polo Park. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah like, the, I saw their show at the Handsome Daughter, yeah. and it was, like, totally blew me away. Cool band, yeah, for sure. And they have a lot of bands, and, like, I know they used to do the Chevrettes and from Calgary yeah. they do a lot of bands from out of town that are that are really good yeah Art picks some really awesome bands yeah. to work with how did that connection happen was it just through your previous bands working with yeah them so uh, Art's uh, Art uh, asked Surprise Party to release some music when we were looking for someone to put out our stuff yeah. which was awesome like I've always wanted to put out an album on Transistor 66 yeah, it's cool. like I grew up loving the loving the sisters and a lot of those releases, uh, the Unbelievable Bargains release. So yeah, I, yeah. I always wanted that to happen. So I was, I was really, we were all really through the moon that he asked us to do that and, and kind of developed a pretty strong relationship with him, like me and Kyle. And uh, yeah, he asked Holy Void to work with Transistor, which we were thrilled to do. Cool. And he helped us actually print out our last EP. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Because uh, that was the, actually... I think self-released when he helped, like he wanted to just put it out and then help us out with this record. Cool. So, yeah, we've always, I've always had such a nice relationship with Art. He does a yeah, lot great for guy. everyone. Yeah, I had uh, him on the show a few years ago and we just kind of talked about the label. And yeah, awesome guy. he's yeah. an incredible dude. Yeah. And he does a lot kind of selflessly to help Winnipeg music, which totally. is a lot, uh, like totally not, like he doesn't, I don't know, like it's just a pretty awesome thing to take on. Yeah. And, Totally selfish. Well, especially there's a lot of young bands too, right? That like, you know, you know, that he is uh, like these people in their early 20s, you know, yeah. and that he, he's not actively going to shows. I mean, it's not the bands he saw when he was 20, right? Yeah. It's just like these, these new bands he coming up. He goes to quite a few of those I know, and he has like, a, he has an ear crap. for it. He somehow picks the good ones, yeah. yeah. Do you think that that label has um, like a cachet outside of Winnipeg? I mean, if you when you go on tour, do people know what it is? Because Winnipeg, it's, there's so definitely many bands Canada. on it, right? That, I think definitely Canada. Yeah. It's like the label that everyone definitely knows yeah i guess we've only been like and yeah i imagine out east too like he has he has a lot of he has a they have a big presence i think in western canada and yeah and out east I, i've never really been out east for quite some time right before i think we were even on transistor so like with surprise party so okay but i like i imagine like it's like it's it's a sweet canadian label that I yeah think a lot of people like to be on especially like he does a lot of garage punk rockabilly. Yeah, everything kind of related to that yeah, in some way. Like, yeah, and yeah. it's and it's 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 awesome. It's a sweet family to be. I guess how do you see as B. A. Johnson? Like, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah Hamilton Rain is absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Um, do you think that this is maybe kind of a weird question because we're not really talking about this? But I often I ask people a lot on this show. Like I often wonder if Winnipeg has. I feel like maybe how do how do I word this? I feel like regardless of genre, Winnipeg and maybe Manitoba as a whole bands have something about them that sounds Winnipeg. Yeah. Like, I mean, it could be a rapper, it could be a country singer, it could be a metal band, it could be you guys, it could be, you know, and I don't know what it is, and I've been trying to figure it out, like, for years, what, because there's something, right? Like, Yeah, I, I would, like, you know a band, like, but I, I, and I also, like, I've seen a lot of bands from Edmonton, and there's something very Edmonton yeah, about, yeah. about a lot of Edmonton bands, yeah. or, or Calgary bands. And I, I don't know exactly what that is, or even Vancouver bands. Like, I don't know if it comes from knowing yeah, they're from there, know or if it's... it's Sorry, what was that? I was gonna say I don't know if it comes from knowing they're from there. Like, I mean, if I know it's a Winnipeg band, am I kind of putting that on them, or I or yeah, I, I know feel it's like Edmonton people band? People think that too. Like sometimes, we'll, like we've gone to play like Saskatoon, and 
like the dudes will be like oh it's those winnipeg people <laughs> yeah <laughs> they'll just like know exactly what yeah i i, I don't know if it's even a sound like i feel or I there's don't something know. though right it, like... it, it definitely is something like uh, it, it's just it's it, it is something about a sound but i i don't know i couldn't i can't be the person yeah. that tells you what it is i know i know no one knows what it is but now i'm gonna think about that yeah. forever and I'll, I'll, I'll send you a text I'll sure yeah yeah I yeah found yeah. out because i mean like there's you know there's that whole country roots bluegrass all that scene yeah they sound like winnipeg and then yeah, there's the do. punk scene which sounds like winnipeg <laughs> and there's the metal scene and it's a winnipeg metal band sound the same and like it's everywhere rappers like i don't know i, I and it's, it's this weird thing floating around that somehow seeps into everybody's music it's yeah. a good thing like i, I like it but. no it is cool and it, it, it's like it kind of make, like even though every a lot of bands can sound so different from yeah. one another they, they they all kind of have something that makes them sound similar in yeah. a way which is that's that's pretty unique and that's that's kind of a cool thing about any place right it's yeah like yeah there's a sound for a, a city no matter what you go and see yeah you know it's from there and, and i, I almost wonder if it's maybe unique. because we have such a tight-knit music scene yeah, like, that, you know, everyone's in each other's bands, or has been, or some of the brother was in the band with this guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's all, and it, and it could be like a, a punk band, and like, 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 what's the thing uh, on Wikipedia? Like, it's like you you go down like two people, and then you like it's connected through a whole different genre yeah. of music, you know. And then you end up somewhere completely where you didn't expect. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. yeah, or else like someone that plays in like the gnarly metal band will also play in like a crazy folk band or yeah, something yeah. yeah or they get tired of playing punk rock and they become a country singer yeah and then some of that punk rock <laughs> there's a lot of those yeah and some of that just like carries with them or something and then yeah I guess it influences the becoming country singers you get the punk vibe from that guy and yeah I don't know yeah don't it's know. crazy yeah. And, and like it's only gonna morph more over time like it's not yeah it's not anything that's bound to change anytime soon no it's right? not no like I mean I started going to shows I think the first year I started going to shows was 95 right and like that was still there then and is there now and this is you know we're like yeah and imagine like all the different morphs morphing like yeah all the different generations that that come in yeah and they all somehow crazy. do the same thing in some weird way yeah yeah, yeah that's that's i've never really thought too too much about that but it is it is, it is kind of like an underlying thing that i think everyone always thinks about which is kind of funny when i think of like bands that we play like that we were that we're pretty tight with like mahogany frog yeah they're all from Saskatchewan and sort of Grant and Michael. Yeah. But and I think there's definitely something very, like, like there's there's definitely like a Manitoba ness to their music because yeah, they've been here for some sure. But I also feel like there's a Saskatchewan fucking craziness yeah, yeah. to their music too. So it's funny like that people that like, blends kind of with the Manitoba. Yeah, yeah. That amalgamate from like other towns. Yeah. Still could still carry their sound but also kind of pick up on it I don't know yeah they keep something from the original town and then meld it with whatever Winnipeg yeah, thing and is, we yeah. can't describe what it is <laughs> yeah yeah, for sure it's, it's weird it's, it's yeah I think it actually is an impossible question because like I ask a lot of people and I get pretty much the same answer every yeah. time is that people hear it and they, they know it's there but they can't figure out what it is one day one day someone will just lay it out yeah, and give me the perfect just, answer like, really be and it'll be to someone totally it. unexpected too it'll be just, yeah yeah. I wonder who that'll be I, can't I don't wait know to... I don't know I mean, I mean I've been doing this for seven years already and this hasn't been answered yet so it's gonna be your last one. Yeah, I'll it's be like, I'm be done. I'm give up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna yeah. be like a very, very detailed answer. Yeah, like, and then now I can end. Wow. Now I can stop doing this show <laughs> because someone, someone's told me. Yeah. Let me tell you exactly what it is. I'm gonna lay it yeah. down for you, yeah. very clear. Yeah. And then, bam. I won't have any motivation to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so, if people are hearing about you for the first time on this podcast, or if they just want to hear more of your stuff, what's the best way for them to find your music? Uh, Bandcamp, Holy Void. 
Uh, oh, that's not... Well, it should. Maybe Holy Void Winnipeg. Right when we first started Holy Void, like probably a week after, there's a band from, I think, Washington that started called Holy Void. Okay. <laughs> and we've kind of been competing with, 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 the, with the American Holy Void yeah. ever since. And they, like, they release stuff like just as much as we do, like almost at the exact same times. So it's not so easy it's really, to decide which one is the real one. Yeah. Like, if you search up Holy Void on Winnipeg, you'll see like this, like this gnarly kind of new metal hardcore band, and then you'll see us. And that's kind of why we need more videos. Yeah, to uh, just boost just, the signal, right? Yeah, you yeah. Gotta, you got to take over this Holy yeah. Void thing. Okay, well, in the show notes, I'll have the actual link to the real band. Yeah. Camp, so, yeah. Well, Holy, yeah, Holy Void, Winnipeg, and if it's hardcore, you, it's you, probably not you. Hit the hit the USA one. Yeah, yeah. It's like Bush and Bush X. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bush X was so weird. Bush X, <laughs> yeah. Um, so and then the albums, people can probably get those at shows. Is the best way I would imagine, right? Like physical copies. Yeah, shows. Uh, we we're looking into setting up an online store. Cool. But I guess. Yeah, we're gonna do that, and then uh, and then our, our band camp, Holy Void Band. Yeah, right. You can order stuff at band camp. Um, and and Facebook, just shoot us, shoot us a message on Facebook. Okay. And we'll we'll find a way. And then in terms of seeing you live, what do you have coming up the nearest? I guess the soonest. We have Rainbow Trout coming up, okay. and that's gonna be in St. Malo. And then we're doing uh, our Holy Void album release with Man Candy and Black Cloud at. The Goodwill on August twenty fourth. Awesome. My dad's my dad's birthday. Is that on purpose? No. Is he coming? I think it's like my grandma's. They're celebrating. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> There's something very important that I I probably shouldn't be missing. Right, right. To, but not. you have to for the show. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, right on. So people should check out the Bandcamp and uh, you know obviously go to the shows yeah. to pick up the record. That'd be great. What was the release date of the record again? August 24th. That's oh wait, the same day as the show you just said. And that, my right? dad's birthday. And your dad's birthday, very important. Um, and if you want to hear more episodes of this show, you can go to witchpolice.com. All 400 past episodes are available for free download and streaming. Uh, you can also tune in on Sundays at midnight on 101.5 UMFM. And those are older episodes of the show that kind of get a second boost a few months later. So, you know, we're recording this in the summer. It may not air on UMFM till the winter or something. But it's cool because, you know, by that point the record's out. So if you're yeah. driving in your car at midnight on a Sunday, which is like the prime radio time, you know, <laughs> and, and you hear about it, you can just, you know, wake up the next morning. That's a lonely time. Is it? It's a good time. It I've is. actually have. It's happened to me before. No, that's, like, it's a perfect time for radio. It is, Because, yeah. like, you're driving and you're like, oh, God, it's midnight Sunday and you don't want to be driving and then yeah. you hear like a nice radio show that yeah, yeah and it's like a conversation that's like right? the yeah. best time to yeah. listen to the radio I've, I've actually heard myself on the radio by accident because mm-hmm. I, I listen to UMFM a lot yeah. it's often on in my car <laughs> and um, yeah I just like turn on like why am I oh yeah right it's Sunday I mean like why am I on the radio <laughs> but the good thing that's is they're funny. always there for perpetually you can download them on the internet so this will be out much sooner than that and uh, yeah awesome that's what I got awesome thanks for having me thank you for having me on Witch Police Radio right thanks a lot Thank <laughs> you.